So it's such a joy for me to introduce our guest speakers. For some of us, uh, Larry and Jean Johnson, of course, are dear, dear friends. For some of you that are here for the first time, let me just give you a, a quick thumbnail of their relationship to us. Back in 2003, wow, way back then, when we started the church in the fall, Larry and Jean were at our first meeting. They were there from the very foundation, and how they came to us in Vancouver was through supernatural guidance from God. Um, they were Iwin farmers, and they had dedicated themselves at the midpoint of their life um, to do God's work. They were in Europe doing work in Albania, planting churches, raising up orphanages, leading Bible schools. So, so just fruitful. And then God supernaturally called them to China, not knowing exactly what they would do. And so they just obediently followed the Lord, went to China. Jean uh, had a nursing background, and they began to just look for the needs, and as they like to say, find a need and fill it. One of the things that the Lord opened for them was to start ministering to the senior community, nursing homes, senior homes, and they developed a very powerful ministry, helping sort of the infrastructure um, of China and really equipping them and teaching them to the point that the Chinese government recognized them and did a documentary on them and put them on national TV. At the height of their ministry, the Lord spoke to them, go to Vancouver. Out of the blue, they had no contacts. They didn't know anyone. They had not ministered in that sense in Canada. The Lord gave them a vision of a cross over Vancouver. So again, being obedient like they were, they just started to ask their friends, do you know anyone in Vancouver? And through a contact of a contact, they heard about this Chinese guy named Rich Gao who was in Vancouver, who had just moved there from Minneapolis. So we got in contact by email and by phone. I picked them up at the airport and there was just like this divine connect from that moment. And so as we were starting our church, Larry and Jean there were from the, uh, with us from the very beginning, became our missions pastors, and just became just mama and papa in our midst. Uh, they are so filled with grace and compassion. And one of the things that happened for us at Five Stones is we started uh, Will Go Compassion Ministries. It's called the Dream Center now. Uh, Lisa and Cam, who are here in the third row, there are the directors there. But the ongoing ministry to the poor and the needy uh, is still ongoing through Wilgo, Vancouver. And, and we're so blessed to see just that legacy and ongoing fruitfulness. They have a thousand stories to tell. Uh, I won't be able to tell them, but we are so glad that they're here. So let's welcome Larry and Jean. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. It's just so good to be here. Yes, it is. It just feels like back home again. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, how many of you have never seen us before? Would you raise your hand? Oh, that's that's that is cool. Yes, that's good that's news. what the church is supposed to be: is bringing in new people all the time. Amen. So Amen. you've done your job well, Pastor John and Pastor Rich, and. And you saints for bringing people in. It's Amen. just really, it's a privilege and an honor to be here. Uh, I just, just am truly grateful mm -hmm. just to see Amen. the growth and uh, what's going on here in Five Stones. So, and uh, <laughs> you stole part of our introduction. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was going to stand up here and, and uh, brag a little bit, but you took it away from me. So. <laughs> But in, anyway, it's just grateful to be here. We're so humbled, and, and uh, God has really done a work through mm -hmm. this uh, COVID business, and uh, we prayed more, we sought Him more than we yes. ever have. So yes. it's, uh, I know that we've all gone through storms, but you know, thank God. Mm -hmm. He'll either take us through it or He'll rise above it, and uh, mm -hmm. He's always with us. Amen. So. Hallelujah. Well, I think we can start, um, Caleb, with our PowerPoint, and it's already up there. So, you know, we love the city. We, we're country people. Larry's a farmer, and like Pastor said, I'm a nurse, and, you know, only God could knit our hearts together. Yeah. Pastor Rich is so high above us as far as education and um, so many areas, and yet we, are, we feel like we're one in the in the spirit, one in the family. 
So we'll go to the next. Oh, I guess I'm just supposed to do the slide, right? <laughs> okay. In times like these, we have seen such. Maybe we feel like we've never seen these times, but in times like these, it helps to recall there have always been times like these. And I don't know if you know Paul Harvey, the American radio broadcaster from ABC. It's times like these to remember. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Aren't you glad that you hear the voice of God and... All we have to do is follow along. Amen. And, uh, Amen. It's uh, just hang on and follow. <laughs> That's it. So through our, we're just going to tell a brief story, and Rich has kind of overviewed it for you already. We call it the St. Regis Hotel story. <laughs> yep. Uh, when Pastor Rich did um, hear about us, he, he came to St. Regis to help us to decide on a few things. But the vision, actually, you know, he already talked about it, but it's so hard to imagine. You should probably tell the word that you got first in mission school. Oh, yeah, when we were in mission school at Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, uh, we were praying for the United States, and it was just like my hand went over to the West Coast, and, and the Lord said, you'll get much help from there, and you'll be there one day. So... Uh, uh, when Jean got the vision of the cross, or we got that, uh, it was a no-brainer just to <laughs> pack up and and go because we'd already been had the word that someday we would be on the West Coast. So, it's... do you know when that word came? 1993. So sometimes Larry said it was just so profound that as soon as the class was over that day, he told me and he said, "Don't forget it." And so we had no idea. But then when we saw the vision, as Pastor said, of a cross over Vancouver, at first the cross was just over the whole West Coast. And we said, God, you've got to pinpoint it more. So he moved it up where the crossbars, the crossbars of the cross were right over Vancouver. So here we are in Beijing. We're happy as a lark. You know, we have our own house and just everything. And then Larry said, well... We have to go. Our, our name is Will Go. So we made a scouting trip, and that's when we met Pastor Rich. And we certainly, I mean, it's just impossible to say the divine appointments that have come from this man. And uh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then, so miraculous provision. <laughs> Pastor Rich was so good. First, you gave us Jeffrey Lowe's address, or he's a lawyer that helps immigration people, which was unbelievable connection. Secondly, he said, you need to buy some, you need to figure out where you're going to live if you're coming back in, in a couple of months. And so we go, oh, okay. And he said, I have a realtor. Well, we hadn't even thought about buying or whether that would even be possible. So the realtor found us a condo that, hallelujah, we could get into. And their mortgage lender said, it's all set. Two days before we're to fly back to Beijing, they call us and say, the mortgage lender backed out. And we said, what? You know, you have to put down 30% when you're the foreigner, you know? And so we thought, what, what is this? And we were just crying out to God. We thought, we didn't know what to do. And I looked out the window, and there was CIBC, the bank. And uh, I just really felt a nudge in my spirit. And uh, we went over there. and You went over there. I was too chicken. Oh, I said, right. they'll never, they're not going to give us a loan, well, you know. we is we. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I went to the bank and just presented and told them that our loan failed and, and uh, just told them what we could do. And they said, well, we'll loan it to you. Just like that. So, One hour, he's back. One hour. I couldn't believe it. So off we went to China, and come, and when we come back, we went into the States, and when we were coming back into Canada, they caught us at the border and, and uh, wanted us to come in. And, and, uh, but when we came from China, they said, oh, welcome, welcome. You're welcome here in Canada. And so we thought we'd just come in, and, and which we did and, <laughs> from the United States then. And uh, 
We, I, I think you mean, first of all, let me just back up. Okay. When you, we came from China. Straighten me out. With, <laughs> with like four huge suitcases with all of our belongings, and we went to our condo that um, we were able to buy and, and settle down for about three months. Then we went into the United States. Yeah, there and we, we go. come back, and this border guy, he's just looking and looking and looking, and he goes, Oh, you've got to come in. You know, you've got, we've got to send you in. So we're in there, and they say, you are illegal aliens. You're not allowed Immigrants. in Canada. And so uh, <laughs> we go, well, what are we going to do? We only have one home. Our home is in New Westminster. We have no place to go. They said, you have to have proof that you lived in the U.S. for six months. Yeah, you've got to have all your light bills, all your heat bills, and all your car expenses, and you've got to show us all that. And I said... How can we? We didn't, we didn't live there. We lived in China. Oh, you got to have that. And he says, I think you need a lawyer. And I said, well, you know something? We just happened to have one. Well, he says, you better call him. And I said, I don't know what to tell him. I don't know what you guys want. Why don't you call him? So he, the, he disappears and comes back about 10 minutes, and he was all smiles and says, now I know what, now I understand. And so he just said, come on in. So, Hallelujah. And so we, we're writing a book, and the title of that story is Jeffrey Answered the Phone. It's four, <laughs> <laughs> it's four o'clock at night. Can you imagine? Afternoon, he usually leaves the office before that, but he answered the phone. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, we thank Cam and Lisa, too, for coming today. Without them, much of this would not be possible. Well, I'd just like to have Lisa and Cam stand up. These are our will-go partners that God has uh, supernaturally put us together. And and, uh, we were working here in uh, Vancouver, and and it seemed like everything we did was Lisa and Cam were with us, and it, like, uh, get out of the way, we're going to take over, you know, and so... (laughs) It was uh, now, just... Now you didn't say that quite I right. I didn't say that quite right. But <laughs> they were always there faithfully with us yeah. and uh, just so willing to do everything. And uh, we figured, man, it's, it's time to get out of here because and just let them do it. And Amen. they've done such an awesome job. And uh, just uh, pray for them. Amen. Pray for us. And, Amen. And God's faithful. So there's our website again. And... By God's grace, we will continue to go. Mm-hmm. Amen. I think you have a little word. Huh? Yes, <laughs> a little word. Well, it's always a big word. And uh, hallelujah. Get my fingers working here. have big print because of my eyes, you know, and all this that comes upon us. See what you get to look forward to. (laughs) Uh, I just, uh, I'm going to title this, uh, With God's Help, I Will. And I picked out four words that start out with W that I think are very important in our walk with God. So walk is number one. Worship is number two. Number three is wait. And then there's the word and the works and witness. So there is the six W's that we're going to be talking about today. So walk. In Genesis 17.1, it said when Abram was 99 years old, there's still hope for me, The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. I'm so thankful that Abram made the way and uh, that we can walk blameless because of what Jesus did for us. It's the price that we paid that brought our sin nature back into fellowship with God. And I'm just so grateful that uh, we have Jesus, that he was so willing to come. Now, can you imagine the cross? Probably the worst death you could possibly die. And he willingly 
And, it, and it, he said it was a joy that was set before him. I mean, ah, joy. Oh, oh, I'm so happy I get to go to the cross. And we have a hard time just laying down things that so easily upset us. And it was a joy for him to go to the cross. So that it, it should be more than a joy for us to, to uh, let him work in our lives. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet aroma. Hallelujah. God just wants us to carry a sweet aroma. (laughs) And we can do it. We can do it because we have Galatians 5, 16, 22 through 25. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy, joy. (laughs) Hallelujah. Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. We can do it because we have Christ in in our lives. Amen? Amen. We can walk, not only just talk the talk, but we can walk the walk because of his Holy Spirit that resides within us. So, just imagine yourself walking with God. Walking and talking and just having a good old time. No pressure. Jesus just said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am gentle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when we walk with God, we need to worship him. Because he is so worthy. And there was a woman that met him at the well. And uh, Jesus spoke to her in this way. John four twenty three and 24. But the hour has come and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. What is the meaning of worship? It's, uh, I looked it up in the dictionary, and it says to show profound religious devotion and respect. To adore. To be devoted to and full of admiration. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't that like our God? And uh, in uh, Matthew 2, 1 and 2, this is what... Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jer- Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have came to worship him. They seen the star. We get the star. (laughs) Hallelujah. We get Jesus. And uh, I'm just so thankful that... uh, We have him as our Savior to worship. If they could worship him as a baby, 
we can worship him as a mighty warrior, as a mighty king, as almighty God. Hallelujah. In, uh, in Mark 5, 1 through 19, I'm not going to take time to read it, but I know that you all know the story. There was a demon-possessed man that went from the tombs. He was naked. He was, he was totally out of his mind. And, uh, and uh, in verse, five out of, or verse 6 out of that, the, de- the demon-possessed man saw Jesus from afar and came running to worship him. I mean, just imagine that. He must have wanted to be set free. He must have wanted to see Jesus, to come running to worship him. And then there was another uh, couple guys that were in the, in the book of Acts that had uh, cast a demon out of a lady that, was, that brought her master in a lot of money and so they had him locked up and thrown into prison. And, and this was Paul and Silas. So at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the, prison, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so the foundations of prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosened. You know, there's so many ways to be in prison today. Uh, there's uh, so much out there in the, in the emails, the internet, uh, just everything that's going on. And I believe that there's three things that the church is really going to need to be on guard for, and they're going to have to make a stand and say, this is what is right. And there's four of them that I really think that the church is attacking, especially the young people. And uh, one of them is homosexuality. It's not right. There is a man and there is a woman. There's not an it, nothing in between, and that's what, but the world is trying to influence the church, and the church is just going to have to rise up and be an influence to the world like it's never been before. Pornography is settling in, especially to the young people. That's when they sit on their computers, porno just can come forth just out of the clear blue. And it, it's just easy just to grab hold of that. And, uh, but it's just something we have to make a stand on and say no. And especially parents that have little or young ones uh, need to know what's going on in, with the computer. So we have homosexual pornography. Uh, and there's also adultery going on. It, it shouldn't be going on in the church None of these should be, but how do we know? The world seems to be sucking into the church more than the church is sucking out into the world. So it's, uh, we just need to be on guard. And uh, I would just, and abortion is the other one. But they're, them are the, the, five, or the four things that we really need to stand up as a church and say, we're not going to tolerate this. It's, yes, we need to, those that come in and want to repent and change their ways, bring them in. No problem. But if they want to stay and, and spoil the church, it's time that they go. Have you, has anybody here, here ever had a boil? You know what a boil is? is it, raise your hand if you've ever had a boil. Oh, my. There's a few. Uh, but... I had the privilege of having three boils. Uh, I mean, so, but they just fester and they hurt. And, and uh, I had one on my leg and it, I ended up in the hospital for, what, a week? Uh, just 
I, my leg was beat red from the, my toes clear up to my leg, and if I'd have waited another day, I'd probably lost my leg. That's how far it went. And then I had one on the back of my neck. I, I knew what it was like to be stiff-necked because I couldn't turn my head. So that was boil number two. But the last one, I had a fistula. You know what a fistula is? A fistula is actually a blowout of the rectum wall. So here was that great big boil. I couldn't even sit down. And, and, but a boil just festers and festers and festers until you get rid of it. And that's kind of the way we let these things in the church and we don't take care of it. It just festers and festers and festers. It's just, it's got to be cut out. Amen? Amen. So, especially the elders need to look out and be on guard for some of these things that sneak into the church. You know, I, I, I really feel like God really wants to do something. And uh, uh, Pastor Rich, I just, uh, you talked about being, your tread being gone. And, and, uh, but I, I really sense that the Lord is saying he's going to retread you. Uh, uh, because he has so much for you. And it, it just seems like there's so many doors that are being opened to you. And... Uh, God is just telling you to extend your, extend your tent stakes. In other words, uh, I know you're a big, big dreamer I, and have big visions, but God says they're not big enough. They're not big enough. So, but uh, God, God just really spoke to my heart to tell you not to try and kick it down. Don't try and kick anything down. Just be patient. And God's going to do it. So just be patient. Remember, you're retreaded. And uh, you're going to go on and you're going to do great and mighty things that way beyond what you could ever think or even imagine. Hallelujah. I, I sense that there's somebody out here that has uh, some anxiety. Is, uh, is, would you just flip your hand up if that's you? Oh, amen. Anybody else? Uh, you want to just stand up and receive your healing. I, I just really sense that God just really wants to do a work in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just receive. And what's your name? Liz. Liz? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Liz. I thank you that she has a lot going on. And Father, I just pray that, this, that you would just settle her down and just have her enter that rest that only you can give. So Father, I just pray that your peace would rest upon her right now. And we command that anxiety to be gone. And we just pray that the peace of God would flood Liz right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive it. Hallelujah. I sense that there's somebody in a, is, is going on a new adventure. Uh, Anybody going on a new adventure? Okay, okay. Hallelujah. You want to just stand up? Anybody that's going on a new adventure? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, and, and your name is? Joshua. Joshua. Hallelujah. Father, we just lift up Joshua to your throne of grace. Father, I pray that you would lead him and you would guide him by your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that when he gets an idea in his head that he's going to go this way and it's not the way to go, that you would give him a check mark, that you would stop him from going that way. And Father God, when he's hidden down the right path, I pray that you would give him that peace, that peace 
that only you can give. So, Father, I thank you that he can just rest knowing that you're going to take him the direction you want him to go. So, Father, just give him ears to hear and uh, just faith to step out the way you want him to go. We believe it and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Is there anybody here that is uh, job change? I, I just. <laughs> I, I just I just wrote down what God really showed me that uh, people needed needed encouragement and prayer for. And what is your name, young lady? Kim. Kim? That's a nice name. <laughs> Hallelujah, Father. We just lift up Kim. To your throne of grace. Father, I thank you that she's one of your lovely ones. And Father, we just pray that everything she puts her hand to, she'd prosper and be in good health as her soul prospers. So Father, I thank you that you're giving her the job change that she needs. So Father, open up the right door. Keep it open and give her time to walk in and settle in. So, Father, I I just thank you for your caring for Kim and uh, in her job change. Thank you for doing it, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I have some physical healings. Is there somebody here that's having bladder problems? Well, praise God. Okay. I wasn't going to make you stand up anyway. Uh, But those that need a physical healing, let's, let's just do it that way. Those that need a physical healing, I just want you to stand up and say, God, I need this. I need a touch from you. I need a healing. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are multitask, (laughs) that you can hear each one of these people and what they're asking you right now. So, Father, I just thank you for your precious, precious healing power that's like a wind that's coming across in this place that's touching, that's healing right now. So, Father, I thank you that all they had to do was stand up and receive. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you that your arm is not short, your ear's not deaf, and your eye's not blind, that you can see, you can hear, And I thank you that you did it on the cross when you said by your stripes they were healed. So we give you thanks for it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes we just need a shaking. (laughs) And uh, let the the doors be flopped open and so we can be free of all these things that burden us down. Number three is wait. Let's just make a confession and just say, I will. I will. I will wait. I will walk. And I will worship. Hallelujah. So now we're going to do wait. In uh, Psalms 37, 7, it says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. So don't worry about the world if they're prospering and you're not, because uh, we, we just are automatically rich. We can't help ourselves. 
We're rich in God. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 4, 31, it says, So Christ offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Aren't you glad that we can just wait patiently knowing that we have an eternal home to go to? Hallelujah. In Hebrews 9, 28, it says, So Christ offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time. Apart from sin for salvation. Kind of says the same thing, don't it? Just wants us to hear it and wants us to get it in our spirit. And now we're going to go on to the word. In John 1, 1 through 4, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and that, and that life was the light of men. So, we don't need to worry about the corona All we have to do is go get shot. (laughs) Because he made it. He made it. He made it so we don't have to suffer and go through the corona. So thank God for that. All things were made, all things that are here were made through him. Nothing's made that wasn't made through him. A lot of it comes from just divine Holy Spirit ideas that God gives us. In John 1.14, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm so thankful for Jesus. I'm so thankful that he came as an example to show us how to live, showed us, shows us how to walk, shows us how to talk. And it's just with us to help us on our way. Hallelujah. In Psalms 110, 1-5, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So we're going a short ways across the living room. He's there with us. And if we're going a long distance, he's the light to our path. When I was growing up, we had what we called the White House. That's what we named it because it was a pretty important place. And it was actually a three-board stool. That's what it was. But to be really impressive, we called that the White House. So, but we always had our ever-ready flashlight that was hanging by the door. So at midnight, you could grab a hold of that ever-ready flashlight and it would lead you down the path. So that kind of reminds me of the God that we need to be ever-ready ever to walk down the path that he has for us. Hallelujah. So, let's go to works now. Let's confess that. I will work. In John six twenty-seven through 29, it says, Do not labor for food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life which the Son of Man will give you, because the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? That's a good question. What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Pretty easy work, isn't it? Pretty easy work. All we have to do is believe. In John five fourteen through 16, it says, Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, 
You have been made well. There was a man that he prayed for that he got well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Hallelujah. And I'm just so thankful that Jesus came as an example that he came and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to recover sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to claim the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. And Jesus passed that anointing Onto you and to me. He wants us to go forth with that power, with that anointing that he had. In Mark 16, 15 through 18, he said to them, Go into the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name, in the name of Jesus. My name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take, pick up serpents. And they will not. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So you have a you are commissioned to go and be Jesus' example. And, oh my, what an example to follow. A loving, caring father. And we'll finish up with witness. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness to the light that all through him might believe. Hallelujah. So we are actually picking up John's job. He was a forerunner and we're a, how would you call us? A follower. <laughs> yes, there you go. But anyway, we get to pick up, the, pick up what John started. And in Mark 1, 16 and 17, it says, and as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That's really what our job is, to follow Jesus, because he wants to make us fishers of men. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Pastor Rich and saints in the Lord for just allowing us to be here and uh, just continue to bring people to church. This is a good place to come. Amen. And uh, we're going to see this place explode. Yeah. You're probably going to need another building, <laughs> a, a bigger one. Because <laughs> just remember, expand your tents, stakes, and... Yeah, just believe a little bit more. Believe a little bit more than what you're believing. Okay. And uh, God bless you, and thank you for being faithful to Five Stones and for what's going on here. Amen. Three o'clock. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's... It is a, just a privilege to be here and just to be amongst people that love Jesus. You know, it is, a, you know, the, I guess we're going on this older thing again, huh? But the older we get, some of you that are so young, just wait. Every year, you fall in love with Jesus more. You know, here we are in Vancouver, but you know what my vision is? I, I just, 
I just see Jesus laying on my sofa at home, and I can't wait to get back and serve him a cup of coffee. You know, he's just in our hearts, in our home, everywhere we go. And that's our, just our prayer for each one of you, that you just fall in love with Jesus more and more every day. As he is just, sometimes we don't know how to express it. Sometimes Larry and I look at each other and we cry. We literally cry because God has been so good and brought us through so many things and uh, brought us here. And so I'm not going to say any more, but just, just love Jesus. Just love Jesus and hold on. <laughs> oh, my goodness, the things he has planned for many of you. I can... I actually, I just see a lot of lights coming out here, Pastor Rich. A lot of new things, new things, new things. Hallelujah. I love the preachers from Iowa. They're awesome. So refreshing, so clear, so direct. You know, Larry, while you were up here, I had a picture of both you and, and Jean as a Christmas tree. And gifts dropping from the tree to people who were wanting to catch it below. And I believe the Lord is using you as a Christmas tree, bringing the message of Jesus. But whatever, wherever you go, the Christmas tree creates such excitement. Like the gifts are here, the gifts are here. And that's the kind of emotional effect that you're going to have on people around the world. Whether it's you know, from the Detroit area or whether you're going to Cuba or wherever else. Um, so just be encouraged, you know, with that. Um, we're going to pray for Larry and Jean here just at the end here. I do want to remind us we really want to get behind Larry and Jean and support them financially. If you would take a moment to just think about how you might sow into the ministry, we would really appreciate that. Uh, our giving table is, is over here. You can also go online and indicate um, that you would like to contribute to Will Go Ministry. I do want to... Um, end with the story of why they left Vancouver. Uh, We have the supernatural story of why they came to Vancouver. But why they left Vancouver is also a picture of their obedience, their willingness to do whatever God says in such a, a fearless way. And this story also really typifies the love that Larry and Jean have, um, for the Lord and, and their compassion ministry. So, in the same way that they were just rocking it in Beijing and in China, and then God suddenly pulled them out of that situation. Uh, they were here, and we were so glad to have them. We opened up a dream center in Burnaby, and it, it was just, they showed us what compassion meant in a, in a new and a powerful way. And I remember one time Larry just called me up and said, Rich, the Lord has spoken to us. And I was thinking, great, you know, we're going to do something more in Vancouver, but it was it was to say God is calling us on to another place. And um, what the Lord had spoken to them was, I want you to go to the armpit of America. I want you to minister in the worst of the worst and the most difficult places. And so they decided to move all the way to the eastern side of Canada, and they're just above um, the border, above Detroit, But if you know the history of Detroit, it was just bombed out. It was an absolute wreck. And how many people are willing to go to the armpit? How many people are willing to go to the worst of the worst? And that just shows you the heart that they have to love people, to minister to people. And so while a part of our heart broke, and yet we knew that it was God that was calling them on. So when... You know, Larry has will go over his chest above his left pocket. That is the signature of, of what they are about. They are willing to go. That's what's so deep within them. And so, you know, Larry and Gene are my spiritual heroes. One day when I grow up, I hope to be like them. And uh, I know when I get to heaven, they're going to be in the front row, and I'll be waving to them. Text me in the back. Tell me what's going up, you know, at the very front. So, um, last thing to say is, is this what seniors do with their lives? Pretty impressive. Pretty inspiring. I don't know of a couple that's more in rest and doing more for Jesus 
than Larry and Jean. You know, we, when we think about being effective, we think about a frenetic pace, a schedule that is just, you know, filled to the gills. And, and don't get me wrong, Larry and Jean work extremely hard, but there is such a rest about them and such a fruitfulness about them that it gives you a picture. How did, the, how did Jesus do it? How did the apostles do it? That they could be in rest and yet do so much. And so just drink in this picture that you're receiving and drink in the words that we've received today prophetically, um, you know, the words of encouragement, the scriptures, just the six-point outline. It was absolutely great. So let's stand together. We're going to close the service. Um, Larry and Jean, if you could just come to the stage, and John and Mimi, if you could come, we just want to lay hands on you and freshly bless you. Come over here. John, do you have anything you want to say? No, but, uh, I mean, Larry and Gina have been so faithful, right, so faithful as ministers of Jesus. And, I mean, we, as you guys left us, I mean, we all told you how much we love you guys and how much we want to be like you. Um, If you get to know Larry, Larry has the best laugh in the world. It's silent. His laugh (laughs) is completely silent, and he just jiggles. (laughs) <laughs> you see that? Um, that's one of the best things I love about Larry. But really, it's about their heart, who they are, what they do, and just their love for people. And uh, I'm so glad that they're 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 part of our team and on our side. Um, I love their old school ways. Um, and so, yeah, we just want to bless you guys. So let's pray. Uh, Mimi has a verse for you here. I just was quickened to this verse, Psalms 46, uh, verse 4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. And I just see that there is such a life that you personify this verse in such. There's really, you are a river of life. Amen. Father, we thank you for just the life that Larry and Jean have, the, what they model to us. We thank you for that stream, yes. that river that is flowing so clearly in them, yes. and the gladness that they bring to you. Mm-hmm. And we thank you, Father God, that you have just given us such a, a deep friendship and such deep fellowship with them. We thank you for this divine relationship and kindred spirit. And we speak your power and your protection and your blessing over them. Uh, I just see, Larry, that there's going to be uh, visions and dreams that you're going to pass on to the next generation, that you're going to begin to seed them with a prophetic seed, that they're going to catch um, just the intense and big dreams that God has continued to place in you, and that as you cast vision and speak the word to the next generation, they're going to pick that up. And God, we thank you for just this couple, and we thank you for their fruitfulness And we bless them, God, into just your fullness. And even as they have ministered to us, we pray, God, that you would multiply multiply it back to them tenfold, a hundredfold. We thank you for them and bless them now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, yeah, after this service, feel free to just greet Larry and Jean. Don't forget the offering. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you next Sunday.